I'm Tatiana. Today we'll be speaking on the topic of how our country's government was established. Well, I read the first government plan before the Constitution had many flaws and wasn't working well for our country. That's true. We had the Articles of Confederation before the Constitution. There were many issues with it, like the central government didn't even have enough power while the states had too much. So we gave too much power to the states. Yes, I remember. And cutting off federal government's power was to keep the central government from abusing its powers. Yes, the Articles of Confederation made it so that the states' governments had more control and power over our nation as they had the power to decline requests from the federal government, among other things. The Articles of Confederation have so many flaws, like Congress did not have the power to tax, there was no national court system or judicial branch. Each state only had one vote in Congress, regardless of its size. One of the best examples of how the central government not having enough power is Shays' Rebellion. The central government didn't have the authority to send help to Massachusetts when they requested federal assistance against Shays' Rebellion. So that was pretty much a big indicator that the central government did not have enough power. So the delegates decided to have the Constitutional Convention to fix all the flaws from the Articles of Confederation. Yes, that's exactly what happened. But now it's time for a little break. Before you go, where was the Constitution signed? Answer when you come back. So the answer of your question is at the bottom. <laughs> Get it? Because it was at the bottom. No, no. Sophia, please don't don't tell that joke again. Okay, anyways. Where were we? Right. The Philadelphia Convention. The Philadelphia Convention took place in May of eight of seventeen eighty-seven, where the delegates met in Philadelphia for the Constitutional Convention to fix and amend the Articles of Confederation. Though, at the convention, they just ended up coming with an entire new government plan. Hey, that happens to me where I'm going to go do my hair. hair. First I want curls, and, but I end up with ponytail. Off topic. Sorry. Anyways, one of the major conflicts was, that the, was the debate as to whether the states should be represented in Congress with a bicameral legislature or a unicameral legislature. Appealing to larger states, the Virginia plan included bicameral legislature, two houses, with votes per each state based solely on the population, appealing to small states. The New Jersey plan had equal votes per state in a unicameral legislature, which is one house. Congress ended up with a bicameral legislature, including the House of Representatives and the Senate. The Senate allowed two votes per state, while the, the House of Representatives had the amount of votes for each state based off of its size of the population. This was because the great compromise that Congress was created as it is today. Speaking of, of compromises uh, made when creating the U.S., there's also the Three-Fifths Compromise. Slavery shaped the new government because it played a big role in determining how each state was going to be represented in the government and taxing for each state in times of slavery. Southern states, which had large slave populations, wanted slave populations to count toward representation for their respective states, while the northern states argued that because slaves were considered property, that they should be counted toward taxation and not representation. Ultimately, the delegates of the states came up with the three-fifths compromise, basically stating that three-fifths of the slave population would count in regards to both things. Well, 
now that we have the constitution, its limits and the powers of the governments by checks and balances so that all branches of the government are made sure to have equal powers. If the powers of each branch is uneven, then there won't be a balance in the federal government and the government will be unstable. Yes, this way we won't give too much power to the federal government. We have to remember that not everyone wanted the constitution to pass. While the Federalists wanted the Constitution in the place of the Articles of Confederations, Anti-Federalists did not want the Constitution ratified. The Anti-Federalists thought that the Constitution gave too much power to the federal government, thinking that people's rights might be taken away, and demanded there would be a Bill of Rights there. The Constitution that was finally agreed upon represented three great compromises between those favoring a stronger national government and those preferring state rights between the large states and the small states and between slave states and free in the struggle for ratification of the constitution by the states the great influence was the brilliant series of essays entitled the federalist papers published anonymously in 1787 and 1788 by alexander hamilton james madison and john jay the first ten amendments to the constitution ratified in 1791 were drafted and submitted to the states because they had been widespread criticism of the Constitution for its lack of a Bill of Rights. So, the Bill of Rights protects personal freedoms because the amendments included here are placed to guarantee these that certain rights cannot be abused by the government. The amendments limit the powers of the federal government and hand over more control to the people. Now that will be it for our podcast. We hope you enjoy our quick history lesson. And don't forget, history has its eyes on you. Bye!